0: We have made it through another week together, a truly historic week. This is something we have not seen in modern times. Life in this country uh, really changing in unimaginable ways, very likely for several weeks, if not months to come. Tonight, the number of cases of the coronavirus has now soared past 17,000. One third of those cases here in New York City.
1: And for me, it's really mostly just selfishness that I can anecdotally speak to. Uh, I still work two jobs. Stop! So, I mean, I'm good. I'm making the same amount of money, if not more. Wrong. Than normal because there's more hours to be worked if I if, if needed. God damn it! Yeah, this is depressing, man. It's, to, it's difficult every day to just try to get through the day without just being, I don't want to say depressed, but just bummed. And I have no financial uh, woes right now. Uh, that might change. You're goddamn right. What the hell? Yes, my name is Brian
2: What would you say
0: you do here?
2: Stone on air. I'm
1: so <laughs> happy I could die. Uh, wait, don't, don't die though, right?
0: I'm so happy I could die right now. I'm so happy since you left me. I could die because I'm so happy.
1: Yeah, just kill me now. Welcome in, everybody, to the Stone On Air podcast. Available for download on the 26th of March, the year 2020. Um, Shocking, this will come to nobody. Uh, A lot of times I put together the the pre-production of the show late at night while drinking. Which ends up meaning I end up being sometimes a little inebriated by the time that the, uh, session, the production session, if you will, is over. And sometimes I forget what I did. And, uh, sorry to any of the, uh, GD police out there, but I've forgotten exactly how I did that open because I did it last week. And, uh, I knew that I did an open that was similar to what we just did. I just forgot about the, uh, the Walter White reference and, uh, the, uh, South Park, the (laughs) Cartman thing. Um, More on that here in just a minute. First things first, uh, right off the bat, I am going to do something differently than I normally do. Or actually, I'm going to do something that I've never done before because I'm so bummed about my birthday taking place in a couple of weeks right around all this mess. And uh, I know a lot of people who have March birthdays and April birthdays. I mean, hell, I guess I know a lot of people have every month of the year birthdays. But a lot of them in particular that I am good friends with. I am going to do something for the first time ever. I'm going to start tomorrow. For the rest, or today I should say, the rest of March and April, if there's a notification on Facebook, I'm going to wish that person happy birthday in some kind of gif way, right, or one of those little gify things or something. Because I have never once in the history of my life, in the history of social media, I don't know about MySpace. I can't remember about that. I probably did there. But I have never wished anybody happy birthday on Facebook. Not one damn time. Occasionally, I've made jokes about the fact that I'm not wishing you happy birthday or something along those lines. But I've never done the traditional, oh, so happy birthday. But right now, everybody having to deal with celebrating the year or the day of their birth sucks. It really, really sucks. And anything that can make our birthdays, spring babies feel better about themselves, I am going to try. And part of that is, is I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to be nice to people because one of the segments of the show That I'm gonna have today. This is gonna be a four segment show. I'm gonna try to not drag this out too long, kind of rapid fire. I've got a lot going on that I've been working on the last week, and I'm really excited to get to a lot of it. It's like a lot of audio to play, and when I have audio to play, that makes me definitely more excited. The final segment of the show is going to be Being Nice to People is Fun. And I'm gonna give you an example of of someone being very nice to me and my brother over the weekend. And I think everybody involved just walked away and felt better about the human condition, uh, at least of American culture and society anyway. That'll be a short final segment. The third segment of the show, quarantine boredom, is making people uh, more creative in some ways and more idiotic in others. And I have a couple of examples of more creative types. One you know from right here in Chattanooga. One you know from as an international rock star. I will get to that along with a sampling of the entire new record from Pearl Jam without playing the entire thing in a very cool promotional way that they have released that. I'll do that in that same segment. If you are listening to this on the day it's downloaded, like I know you do, you can't wait. First thing you do every day that you get the notification is listen to the Stone On Air podcast. I know, and I appreciate that, and I thank you for that. Uh, Tomorrow, Friday the 27th, is when Gigaton from Pearl Jam will be released. And in the second segment of the show... It is going to be uh, coronavirus. Just kind of, you know, can't not talk about it in some form or fashion. I'll have a little bit of audio to play, a little small piece I want to read, and just talk about some things overall, and uh, there you go. So now you have the menu, if you will. Let's get on with the first segment of the show. So this is going to be a combination of radio and the new podcast talk and a kind of look back at the Strung Like a Horse show, the quarantine show, at uh, Songbirds here, kind of all lumped together. So what the open of the show was insinuating, implying, alluding to, is that I indeed did lose work uh, in the last week. The radio station, Bay Hackle Communications that I work for, Alt 98.7, 98.7 FM in Chattanooga, Alt 98.com, and the downloadable app has suspended until further notice Me and uh, Wendy, who does the uh, daytime, lunchtime, and into the afternoon, I do the drive time, 3 to 7, until further notice. And it kind of felt like a layoff more than anything, but that's not what it was. We still have codes. You know, the the code wasn't changed on the door. That's kind of the, I hate to say joke because it usually means somebody got fired, but when the code has been changed on the door at a radio station, that means... Only one thing: somebody has been let go, and that's probably true in most, you know, you know, most professional settings. But that's certainly the way that you know for sure when you get a new code: somebody was fired or quit or something happened, and that hasn't changed. So that's good. Uh, it's hard to think that that is truly a quarantine health situation. Um, we are in separate rooms by ourselves. We voice track all that, as they call it, meaning we record it in advance. When you're listening 3 to 7 Monday through Friday, I ain't nowhere near a radio station. I'm long gone. Sometimes I did that the night before. Sometimes I did it that uh, mid-morning. Um, I do give myself a little bit of credit for making it sound pretty authentically live. Most people don't know that. Uh, but that's gone. And that's, you know, 15 to 20 hours a week. And that's roughly, i do doing my taxes literally this week. I'm not quite finished with them. I'm going to go back and finish it uh, later this week. But... Did my numbers from last year. I won't tell you how much it is just write out and tell you the exact dollar amount, but it pays my mortgage, my electric bill, and my car insurance. So it's pretty important. It's it's pretty important. That gig paid three major bills for me, and I'm going to have to make up that slack. And I'm already having a little bit of financial issues to begin with because of just, you know, life, whatever, like all, all of us are. So I'm not asking anybody to feel sorry for me because a lot of people got a lot worse. I luckily the the beer industry, the liquor industry has been uh, deemed as a supplier to to convenience stores and grocery stores as an essential, what do they call that? I guess it's just like an essential service or something like that. So we are still uh, working every day and that's, you know, that's my main gig, that's my main income. So I'm still good there but you know, a week ago, I was like, man, this is ain't nothing, ain't no problems here. I'm gonna be good. I got money, I'm fine. Well, actually, no, not as much. And then there's also the you know, the, the pessimistic side of me, the cynic, the uh, skeptic that wonders if maybe this is just a way to shed payroll over at the radio station. It is tough times in all of local radio sales and broadcasting all across the country, but certainly in smaller in smaller markets like Chattanooga. I mean, there's still some good programming out there, kind of, sort of, a little bit, but funding it is becoming a bigger and bigger problem, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if I were to be told that my services are no longer needed. As a matter of fact, I would be quite surprised if I was brought back to do that afternoon gig and i wouldn't be mad about it i mean it, it from the minute i signed on to do that i knew that this could be this was just an experiment this could be over at any time it's a 500 watt radio station all right this is there's not a lot to play with here now it is fun i adore it i love it i will be so bummed if that's true but i won't be mad i won't be mad but for now indefinitely it is not a thing. I mean the station's still on. If you want to listen to it, go right ahead. I mean, you have to be within the city limits of downtown Chattanooga to actually pick it up. A little bit into Hickson, barely into East Brainerd, uh, you know, almost doesn't even make it to Browns Ferry, North Georgia does not even have a chance. You know, and the app works fine, right? And the listen live tab works, but no, people aren't listening to the radio through an app or a, a website very often unless it is some really really good programming and maybe maybe some of the things me and wendy were doing was good enough to generate some some good app traffic or at least some numbers that were somewhat respectable i i just i don't know i'm not in those meetings that's not really my uh that's not really my department i just come in knock out the the tracks for the four hours and then i get the hell out of there so anyway we'll find out how that goes further along. So now let's transition to the second half of this first segment, which is talking about the new podcast and then the charity show with Strung Like a Horse at uh, Songbird South, the quarantine show. So first of all, the new podcast is uh, The Project 423 is what I'm calling it. Now, if you think the name is maybe a little lacking of uh, inspiration or maybe just plain dumb or lame or weak, uh, you're not alone. Uh, I've, I've had this conversation with many different people. The thing about it is is I I don't just don't really care at this point. I just need to get this show out there and I don't think many people really care what it's called either. And I couldn't come up with anything better. Um there is a it's a playoff of this clothing company. It might be more than just that, but that seems to be primarily what they push through social media, the Project 615. It is based out of Nashville and I bet people thought that their name was stupid too and they look to be a multi-million dollar company. So I ain't going to spend too much time worrying about the name. What it is is focusing on local artists, mainly musicians. I'd like to be able to to record most of them at the library in their recording studio. If I have to do it here at my house, I will. It won't be a weekly thing. It'll definitely be a monthly thing to begin with, and I'd love to get it to where it's more a weekly thing. And then maybe I can package these two shows together and start get some revenue at some point. That's That's the goal anyway, and this show originally started off on the radio, the Stone on Air thing, as a local music-centric, performance-based, long-form conversational show, and then the assholes at Talk Radio fired me. Most of y'all out there already know this, and then it went to a podcast form, and it stayed with some local music aspects at first. And then it just, you know, it just didn't work. And I like having a commentary-based show. I like to do this, so I figured it'd be a good idea to have two of them. And then once Strung Like a Horse decided to do this quarantine show at Songbird South, while all of us, everybody in Chattanooga, was trying to figure out how we were going to go forward. Immediately, we all had a lot of the same ideas. And I said uh, to Clay and the rest of the band members, hey, you know, how about this? Let me just come down there and set up and we'll interview you and we'll shoot film. Nathan and Lord Taco, we'll you know, we're glad to help out. What the hell else are we going to do? You know, I mean, we hung out at Songbirds all day long on Saturday. I mean, the only other thing there was to do was just go sit on the damn couch. So everybody was like, yeah, sure, we'll do that. And it was a great first guest. And uh, just to give you an idea of what the show sounds like, this is a clip from the very first the Project 423. Back to like what Dan was saying earlier, you know, we have more time because we're still going to get together, but we're not rehearsing for the upcoming show <laughs> because there isn't one <laughs> yeah. or or maybe there is one and it's going to be another one of these, I don't know, but if there's not, then at least we do have time to tighten up on things like harmonies and stuff like that where you know, we generally don't put enough time into that. In the world of, of that we're in, with everything canceling, or maybe do the, the, the baseball teams play yeah. in front of nobody? Does the basketball tournament play in an empty arena? That's. I think this will translate differently, um, better without an audience. But how do you anticipate though playing a show with nobody here tonight? Because just be like the crowd is. I the mean, studio. you feed, you feed off a crowd, right? You do. Right? You do. I don't know. I don't you know what it'll be like. Eyes you can However, feel
0: it like. <laughs> you know i have uh, last night i did a a uh, uh, little stream with a guy named Joel Forlines we did a, we did a show last night and it was wonderful we had a lot of people tune in and it was really nice to know that they were there No, just knowing that they were there actually provided the the energy in sort of a calmer sense so sure. i actually, you know there's i don't know if i like i definitely don't like it better than like a full of house course of not. people but it was pretty it was pretty cool and then like all the comments you can you can read individually what each person felt about the show and how it That's affected cool. them. And that was you don't get that. It's I a mean new you dynamic. get that you get drunk people coming up to you was yeah, yeah, so like, fucking awesome not, man. man. Yeah, you get people actually <laughs> watching it in a, a yeah, sem- semi- sober setting, you know? So.
1: And so I had the song on here because I originally was gonna do that as a rejoin to a segment and then once I kind of recalibrated how I was going to do the show, I changed uh, on the fly, just so you know what that's about. This is Another World from the Glowing Bortus Band, Jonathan Sussman, uh, TJ Griever, and uh, who you just heard the last voice there, Dan Pinson, their band from around 2010 to 2013. Fantastic stuff. And I asked TJ, can I use this as my, trail, my intro song, my theme song of the show? And he said, hell yeah, of course you can, so the legalities on that, trying to make sure I get a lot of that stuff taken care of. But so that's, what's going to be the, the podcast going forward for the, for the local stuff. And, uh, you know, some people don't want to listen to me talk for an hour. Some people surprisingly shockingly do. And some people don't want to hear local music and, and just bands and people that, and Chattanooga that they don't care about. I've had people say, man, I love your show. But as soon as you talk to somebody, I turn the shit off. You know I mean? I, I, uh, or, you know, talk to somebody meaning like, uh, you know, a, Mainly a band, music, or or just some random person that they don't know who it is, and I and I get that. So I thought let's just do both. Let's do both, and then maybe between the two, they'll you know kind of complement each other, and it'll go from there. But so the, over the weekend, the show was fantastic. Uh, Chetting State, Chris Willis, and all his guys, all the lighting and sound people that were in. I don't have the list of uh, people who were doing it. Oh, yeah, actually, I do. Let's see. Let's uh, Jimmy Kelly and Damian from Songbirds were uh, very helpful that day, all day long. Chatting State from uh, Chris Willis's guys, uh, Thatcher, Sam, and Evan, Mickey Reed on lighting, Brett Nolan on sound, and my guys, Lord Taco and uh, Nate Gale. It was just as professional of an outfit as you could find. Chris Willis and his media technologies guys brought all their cameras down, did a, like a three or four, five camera shot live stream. It was, I'm not going to say flawless because virtually nothing's flawless, but it was damn close. I, by the time we wrapped up and we were done with what we were doing, I was back on the couch eating a burger from terminal and, uh, and watching on my TV. And I was just, I was so proud because I was sitting there thinking, I know this is going to be good. Like it's definitely going to be pretty good. It was beyond pretty good. The choreographed nature of the way the cameras and the and the lighting and the band worked out in advance, the the performance from the band itself, it's 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 a remarkable that that was a first time thing. And I saw hundreds of shares and hundreds, if not thousands, of comments. And I bet it made some really good amount of money. I sure as hell hope. I didn't give any money because I gave a whole day of my time, and I'm broke. But I th- hope and I think and I, I feel very confident a lot of people did. I tried to re- I reached out to Clay to see if he wanted to jump on and talk about it, but he's he's been too busy and wasn't able to, to, to make it work out for uh, this record time. Maybe next week we'll talk to him or maybe even on the Project 423 podcast. So it was a fun thing to be involved in. It was fun to get out of the house. It was fun to do something that felt like you were doing something good. And that's going to kind of come back around when I talk about the final segment that it's uh, being nice to people is fun. Being nice is gratifying. And we'll do that on the final segment of the show. I'm going to get out right now and just get into quarantine talk next. And we'll get to those quarantine boredom, silly videos and the Pearl Jam new album hotline, if you will. It's all still to go on today's Stone on Air podcast.
0: Now back to more Stone on Air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Stoneonair.com.
1: And I think it's important that to the extent we can do it responsibly that we do go there. Because I think, Tony, at the end of the day, in, in our country, well, yeah, I mean, but both numbers are staggering. I, I may, maybe it's hyperbolist. But I, I think this thing could bankrupt more people than it kills, which is not to say both numbers won't be staggering.
2: No, there was a friend of mine the other day, we were just chatting, and sort of out of the blue, he said, do you think that the solution to this could be worse than the problem? And I said, "I, I think that's possible, but the problem is in front of us, and you have to solve that first, no matter where that leads. But maybe I'm wrong about that.
1: I'm playing this because we'll come back to that in the silly segment where quarantine boredom is creating lots of uh, silliness, creativeness. Also because it kind of fit to the uh, mode, mood. Mode? Did I say mode? I meant mood, I guess. It's Liam Gallagher for what it's worth. Great song. Great, great, great song. And it's supposed to be at Shaky Knees. You know, May 1st, I I had my one day. My one day I was going to go to Shaky Knees. That's how I do that festival. I do an entire day. I've never been to multiple days. I just pick the best one, and I get there at noon, and I stay until midnight. And it's such a fun day. And Liam was playing on that Friday. And... That was it, and the Black Keys were headlining that night. I've never seen the Black Keys. I've never seen Liam Gallagher outside of Oasis. Seen Noel countless times. Obviously, seen um, Oasis, you know, half dozen times maybe. And I was really excited about it. And you know, guys like Liam, like Noel, international artist. I mean, you can't just pick up a festival move it to another part of the country another part of the year and expect that he can just jump on a bird and fly across the Pacific Ocean. So I, these festivals that if they do reschedule they won't look like the initial lineup was it's just not possible. Now it might be able to stay somewhat intact, enough intact to still make people pretty happy. I think Bonnaroo is going to be uh, have not too much issue keeping that together but there's a very damn good chance Liam's not going to say I'm I'm gonna go play for an hour and ten minutes in front of some assholes in Atlanta, and I'm sitting here, you know, in London or wherever the hell he lives, and I got to fly seven hours to go do that gig for what, whatever amount of money it is, and it very likely might not happen. So that is very disappointing. What uh, the front end of that uh, rejoin was talking about, uh, other than the obvious is that people need to be following these guidelines and these restrictions, but it really does feel like that the solutions might be worse than the initial problems. That's uh, Gary Braun, a guy, a film kind of guy, I don't really know for sure. He's always a guest on Tony Kornheiser's show from D.C., and I've been feeling that and thinking that exact same thing. We are losing our bleep about this, but we're also crushing our economy around us and where you know how do you balance that i got my hand my right and left hand i'm going up and down like with the little weight thing how do you oh, oh, oh a little bit too much that way oh, oh, oh a little too much that way like how do you balance that out what do you do this is one of those times in life where there isn't a precedent and it will uh it will serve us well well or maybe not so well in the future and it's another perfect example of why Precedents are so damn important. So I'm gonna read a little bit to you here, not much, and um, and just give some thoughts, and then I want to get away from this. I it's driving me nuts. I'm sure it's driving most everybody nuts. It's all anybody wants to talk about. There's so much misinformation. I mean, that's true in everything in our lives, no matter what we're doing. But it's it's just it's maddening. I mean, it's just it's madness all the way around. It's the damn flu. It's the damn flu. I'm not going to play along with these partisan lines of Democrats think it's awful, Republicans think it's overblown. If if we think this, you you got to believe this. If we if this this party thinks this, you got to think this way. I'm becoming more of a libertarian every single day. And what I do not like and what I do not understand is what gives an a, an asshole like Andy Burke the power to tell an entire city that they can't open for business. Now, restrictions on places that have capacities of a couple hundred, I'm fine with. Mass gatherings such as rallies for political purposes or large concerts or large festivals, I'm okay with that even. But this idea that the only thing that can be open are pharmacies, convenience stores, essential services, whatever they're called, they're labeled as, and grocery stores is just absolutely absurd to me. And I don't like it. And I'm not okay with it. I don't like the fact that the, the used tire store, Broad Street tire, can't open. I don't like the fact that across the street from me, CBR, my guy Gary, has been working on my car for 10 years, can't open up his car, can't open up his damn shop and do some oil changes. That's stupid. That's wrong. That's not what democracy is supposed to be all about. That's not what makes this country great. That's what makes authoritarian. And, and dictatorships thrive is telling people what they can and can't do. And especially of a, in, a, in a nation, especially an entire party that just gets the rocks off on capitalism and doggy dog world and good, good is the enemy of great and crush your competition capitalism, you're going to tell the, the tire shop he can't open. You're going to tell the tea shop, the wildflower tea shop, that it can't open. I'm just not okay with it. I will follow the advice of scientists. And health experts and doctors, I absolutely will. I'll take that seriously, and I won't chalk it up to just junk science. But I don't like the mayor or the governor or anybody telling an entire state that they can't open for business, in especially in what is truly small business. Now, the definition of, of small business is money like most of us have never seen. So that's kind of an absurd kind of uh, statistic anyway. I'm talking true, real small business. Sipping on some cups of tea. Getting a new tire. Getting an oil change. Hell, the Chattanooga Closet Company. You know, I want to go get a redesign for my closet. There's not so many people in there that it's going to spread disease that's going to kill people. It's just not. So is overreaction necessary? I actually do believe that it is. It is necessary. Within reason, and I, I'm not trying to pretend like I have all the answers to these things. I'm not going to do this segment very long. I do want to look at a couple things here real quick that I actually just did pen to paper and did these numbers myself. So when you only have the information you have in front of you, I get why at times people are going to be like, oh, over in Italy, oh, over in Italy, oh, over in China. Listen, Italy ain't us, China ain't us. We're all three <laughs> so different from our demographics to our land mass to our governments, that they're just they're just not very comparable whatsoever. And so I'll just tell you this as far as Italy goes, all right? They have a, a major problem there. There is a scare in Italy. Italy is less than the size of California. I'm talking land mass, okay? So just you can picture that. Italy is nearly 50,000 square miles smaller than California. Italy has a population of 60 million people. California has a population of just shy of 40 million people. So digest all that real quick. 50,000 square miles smaller than the state of California. They have 20 million more people. It is a very old country, both in history of the land and of its population. Throw in their cultural customs. It's a very familial atmosphere. Lots of hugging, touching, cheek kissing, those kinds of things. And this thing just took off and made a mess in this country that is overloaded full of people. Again, 20 million more people in Italy than the state of California and they're considerably smaller landmass than the state of California. So whatever's going on in Italy doesn't have anything to do with what's going on here in the United States of America. Real quick, I'll read this and I'll wrap this segment up pretty quick. This is uh, why a Nobel peace prize, uh, peace prize winner predicts a quicker coronavirus recovery. Quote, we're going to be fine. Uh, Michael Levitt, a Stanford biophysicist began analyzing the number of COVID-19 cases worldwide in January and correctly calculated that China would get through the worst of its coronavirus outbreak long before many health experts had predicted. While many epidemiologists, well, I got that right on the first try, are warning of months or even years of massive social disruption and millions of deaths, Levitt says the data simply doesn't support such a dire scenario, especially in areas where reasonable social distancing measures are in place, which I guess you can argue that's what we're doing right now. I'm thinking maybe it's a little bit too much, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Quote, what we need is to control the panic, he said. In the grand scheme, we're going to be fine. This thing goes on and on and on. I'm just going to read a couple, two more small paragraphs and be done with it. Think of an outbreak, this is the scientist or the biophysicist continuing saying, think of the outbreak as a car racing down an open highway, he said. Although the car is still gaining speed, it's not accelerating as rapidly as before. So meaning the acceleration to get to that speed was much more, and now it's starting to fall off, if I were to put that in my own words. Uh, This number's in China. As of March 16th, which it would have been right at a week ago, almost 10 days ago, China had counted a total of 80 plus thousand cases with just over 3,000 deaths in a nation of nearly 1.4 billion where roughly 10 million people die every year. The number of newly diagnosed patients has dropped to around 25 a day with no cases of community spread reported since Wednesday. Long, long article. Tim Kelly posted it. If Tim Kelly's posting things online, you should be reading it, so just go to his Facebook page and check it out. Point is, it is something to be concerned about. It is something to, to, um, to certainly take seriously, but the panic is too much. Heed the panic and just be more commonsensical about things in life, I guess is the way I would put it. You know, stay clean. Clean up after yourself. Wash your hands. And in the end of the day, it's just the damn flu. It really is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, all my Bernie Bros and super left types and people are now. Oh, screw you, Brian. Whatever. It's you know. I don't know. Also, I hate. I'm bitter. (laughs) I'll admit it. I'm bitter. I'm pissed. My time of year has been ruined. All right, so let's have some fun on the way out. Coming up next, several people are quarantined and it's creating boredom and it's creating sometimes funny, sometimes idiotic, sometimes mundanely stupid and everything else in between. I'm going to focus on some of the stuff that I thought was very funny and worth playing back in the next segment. And also previewing Pearl Jam's new album through the Gigaton Hotline a day before The record is released. Those are both coming up next.
0: More of Stone On Air coming up. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. At StoneOnAir.com Is this a sore throat? Is this just allergies? Caught in a lockdown No escape from reality don't touch your eyes just hand in its quickly I'm just a poor boy no job security Cause it's easy spread even though wash your hands they
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. This is the uh, brand new Pearl Jam song. Uh, I didn't write down the name of it. It was just released literally today on Thursday, the 26th. The new record comes out tomorrow. I don't know where that came from, the the, uh, rejoin there. That was uh, some TikTok account that somebody posted on Twitter and uh, really well done. I'm never going to venture down the TikTok world, but that's what they do. They make music. They dance. They act like damn fools. And sometimes, just like people did with Twitter and YouTube and every other social media at one point, became really well known and uh, compensated well. And me Pearl Jam. We'll listen to it a second. So, take a best off that that show was postponed like the entire tour was. that was supposed to be in, God, next week. Uh next
2: week. Oh, a week from right now, I think.
1: Anyway, I'm going to turn that off so I stop thinking about it. We will revisit, or not revisit, but go down the Gigaton Hotline and preview the entire Pearl Jam uh, new record coming up here at the end of this segment. But first of all, I wanted to do just playing around with some funny uh, stuff here that I was stumbling around on on uh, social media just like we all do. It's just I make mental notes to come back to them and ended up thinking, "Oh hell, I can make an entire segment out of this and it will be fun." So, one international star and one local I consider a star that I will get to in just a minute, but first of all, I often talk about like New Year's Eve and Halloween and what, oh, uh, April Fool's Day as being where the dullards really, no, say shine. They don't shine, but where the dullards really expose themselves. All this quarantine mess has really exposed the dad jokes and the uh, numb nuts and the absolutely uninspired, boring, Awful jokes, posts on social media, all of that. So when I found some things that I actually thought were pretty funny, I thought it would be fun to highlight those. So first of all, it's going to be the just two different people here. One is um, Liam Gallagher from Oasis, and the other is locally here, uh, Lavender, as she goes by, Maria. And uh, she's just a doll of a person, and I found one of her stories and it was uh, cut from the same cloth of making just kind of out of nowhere a little song about uh, the coronavirus, which was not dull, was not uninspiring, was actually very funny. But we'll start start with Liam. I have four cuts from him. This is from his Instagram page where he's changing words of his Oasis songs, or sometimes just a word to I don't know, just be silly, I guess. This is Wonderwall with just a little bit, uh, an alteration of the lyrics.
2: Today's days going to be the day that they're going to fall back to you. By now you should have somehow realized what you got to do. Wash your hands, scrub your toes, scratch your ass and pick your nose. Come on, you know.
1: <laughs> All right, so that's the first one. Shortly after he has the um supersonic song title is changed into... So-personic.
2: I need to be myself. I can't be no one else. I'm feeling so-personic. Give me gin and tonic. You can have it all, but I much do you want it. Wash your hands, you little fuckers.
1: <laughs> and he is about as foul mouth as it gets on social media. Media, which is always funny Again, we'll get to the Pearl Jam Gigaton Hotline here shortly Well, you know if you've got Supersonic being called Soaper Sonic, Well, you know he's gonna change the lyrics To Champagne Soper Nova As well Someday
2: you will find me, caught beneath the landslide, in a champagne soap and over in the sky, wash your hands, you little fuckers.
1: (laughs) I am such a fan of Oasis, maybe this isn't that funny and you're thinking, Brian, God, you're the dullard, you're the numbnut, but I love it. And so I played the song For What It's Worth earlier to open that last segment, and Here's where he's changed For What It's Worth to For Wash It's Worth. Uh, Something along those lines anyway. Uh, Let's see. Where is it? It is right there.
2: For Wash It's Worth, I'm sorry for the gems. I'd be the first to say, wash your fucking hands.
1: (laughs) And that's all I got from Liam. And let's play one uh, last one here before we get to the Pearl Jam Hotline. From my girl Maria Lavender, L V N D R, as she's known. This was from her uh, story. I don't know, like a day and a half ago on Instagram. It was with Tyler Reddick. Uh, I think that's his name. I've I've met Tyler. I emceed or, or did stage announcements or something for Riverfront Nights or something. I think he's from. Used to be from that old band, Soul Mechanic. And they were in a studio, and it was three or four of them. I'm sorry, I don't have everybody's name and they were she was just randomly shooting of instagram story video and then just this kind of organically happened
2: your watch your fucking hands watch your fucking hands. watch your fucking uh,
1: And uh, that's all I got for silliness of the coronavirus. I guess quarantine boredom gets everybody online doing something regardless of whether anybody wants to hear it or not. And then finally... Pearl Jam has been doing more promotion for this record than I can remember in the past, and it has been a lot of really, really innovatively different kinds of ways of doing things. And rather than spend a lot of time explaining it to you because I know you probably don't care, I'm just going to go ahead and play the one that they released this week. It is the Pearl Jam Gigaton Hotline where you can preview the entire record. And I thought I was only going to do it for a few minutes, and then I ended up doing the whole damn thing. So if it bores you, Then just skip past it and get to the final segment, which is being nice to people is fun. But first, we'll dial up the Pearl Jam Gigaton Hotline. Hello, you've reached the Pearl Jam Gigaton Hotline. Press 1 to leave a message. Press 2 to opt in to receive updates from the band and preview the new album before it's out on
0: March 27th. Please leave a short message and press pound when you're done.
1: Hey, my name is Brian Stone from Chattanooga, Tennessee. This is the Stone On Air podcast, and I'm just wanting everybody in the band to know that I would take an injection of the coronavirus right into my ass if I could see you in Nashville sooner than later, all right? Thanks. Is that it? Is it something else happened now? Thank you for your message oh. and support. We'll send this to the band. Have a good day and stay safe out there. Wait, don't I get to listen to the... Hello, oh, you've reached go. the Pearl Jam it's... Gigaton know, hotline. Press 2 to opt in to receive updates from the band and preview the new album before it's out on March 27th. All right. Thanks for opting in. You
0: should receive a confirmation text shortly.
1: Yeah, I just felt it vibrate. There it is. Here's a preview of the album. It's all All right, so that switches the song. One switches the song. This is Wolf Moon Superblood, or whatever the name of that one is. Second single from the record. And of course, this is Dance of the Clairvoyance Fairy. Very, very good song. I won't do this whole thing. I'm just messing with it now. Appreciate your patience. Nothing like listening to music through a telephone line, right? Sounds all right, I guess. Just like with every Pearl Jam, all of it, for the last 20 years, you gotta give it several listens, several spins before you figure out what it is they're doing. And sometimes it sucks, it's not always real good, most of the time it is, but it's not always is. Go ahead and flip to the next one.
2: I'm dreaming still being born and some spoke
1: to winter all encouraging words and I was Sounds all right. mutant messages were heard. Moved on from my despondency and left it in and the next a little punk rock next Next. Hmm. It's got potential. Next. There's some I've heard most of these I didn't even do this earlier before I went to record it I just called the number and hit go acoustic guitar action I like that one next. I know what everybody's saying yeah of course you're gonna say you like it Brian but I do I think it sounds good next right this night, on... feels like there probably isn't many more we'll see figure what the hell with this far far through it now I'm good with it next
0: Hello. You've reached no. the Pearl Jam Gigaton Hotline. And
1: that's it. So,
0: press one to leave a message.
1: Yep, already left y'all a message. So, we will go ahead and hang up on the Gigaton Hotline. Coming up next, real quick to wrap up the show, being nice to people is fun.
2: Stone on air will be right back. Cool. Stoneonair.com. All right, this one's very tough.
0: He's having a good time. Good for you.
2: Yeah, laugh it up. Enjoy your night. <laughs> Come on, happy <laughs> I hate that clown. Easy. If you can't beat the clown, are you going to beat shoot him again? Yeah! <laughs> You're going to die, clown? <laughs> you think that's funny? What I can't do it! The stupid clown! I'll come home when the clowns
1: come home. Welcome back to the show. I know you might be thinking, what the hell is he talking about? Happy Gilmore? When he busts up the miniature golf course. Was he yeah, that was Happy Gilmore. A little panic when the clowns come home. And being nice to people is fun. What the hell is Brian talking about, that's rarely words that come out of his mouth anyway, being nice to people is fun if anything that I have learned over the course of all this mess that we're dealing with right now is that it being nice to people is fun, um, I've been getting a lot of takeout and uh, oh well, song ended that quickly, okay uh, a lot of takeout and I've been tipping like <laughs> crazy amounts of money um, I I, I i found myself being more accommodating to people. I'm finding other people being more accommodating to me. And, you know, with with politics being as poisonous as it is, it does seem like we all hate each other, but I don't think we really do hate each other. I think we actually really, really like each other in a lot of ways, meaning, you know, the what, the all tides lift all boats, the high tides lift all boats kind of thing. And so just my anecdotal story on this real quick, and then I'll get out of here again. This is going to be a very short segment. So I was um, uh, up in Knoxville this past weekend, went up for the day, left around 10 a.m., and came back around 5. So I got back about 7 o'clock to hang out with my brother because it was his birthday. Another sorry sack asshole who has to deal with a birthday during all this mess. And he wasn't going to be able to celebrate it in any other way other than just his wife give him a cake and then say, blow out the candle and be like, you know, "Uh, it's exciting. So I thought, all right, I'm going to go hang out with him. Plus getting out of town is always fun for me for a day on especially on a Sunday, especially a short trip up to Knoxville. And he had said we had talked the day before and he's a little scattered at times. And, um, I hadn't looked, all municipalities were different at this point. There wasn't a governor of Bill Lee. Uh, overall executive order put in place just yet. I didn't know if anything was open up there or not. And he, we talked real quick the day before. And he said, I think there's some bar, there's, there's distinctions between bars and restaurants and clubs. And I think some are open. And we can find one probably and go grab some food and a drink, chit-chat, and then I'll just take it home. Well, as per usual, he didn't really know what he was talking about. And... I didn't even worry about it. Cause I was like, we'll just hang out at your house. That's fine too. You know, I'm telling myself this. So as soon as I pull up around noon on Sunday, he says, uh, yeah, I was wrong. Everything's closed here too. It's like, yeah, that's fine. No big deal. I was I was anticipating that. But he's but he said, But I did find a Goonie golf that is absolutely open. I called and everything. They are open. And I was like, Great. That sounds good. That that let's do that. We'll, you know, we'll put some drinks in a yeti and get some lunch and we'll go do it. And I'm thinking he's using the words Goonie Golf like I would say, you know, uh, Q-tip, right? Q-tip is a brand. It's a cotton swab. But when I need a cotton swab, I say I need a Q-tip, right? Coke, everything's a Coke. What kind of Coke do you want? That kind of thing. Turns out, when we get to this property, we get to this to this miniature golf putt-putt course, it is indeed a Sir Goonies Brand of putt putt golf, miniature golf, and we pull in. There's not a, there's nobody there, and I'm thinking, dude, you're wrong. Even on this, they're not even open. They were open. There's just nobody there, and it said no food, no outside food or drinks. And they had a little golf, uh, a go kart uh, course over here. And looking around, okay, it's a little mini golf thing. We walk up, and they're just as as, as happy as they could be to see us. And we, I pay for the two of us. I tip, I even tip. I've never go to a Goonie golf and tip. And they were like, just here, here's some hand wipes. Here's some sanitizer. You want to grab that? Just go play that, that, that course over there is that. And that course is over there. And we're like, thanks. Appreciate it. You know, that, that's great. We make our drinks. They don't say a word. We walk right on in and we play 18 holes. And it's like, we st- stopped time in 1998 of a Sir Goonies. Cause all the obstacles on the course looked like the old Sargunis kind of things that I remember from the other one on Brainerd Road, and it's evolved a lot since then. But this one's just stopped. stopped in time. It was uh, rigged up to work, and often a lot of the machines, the hands, and the the doors, and the different obstacles that were supposed to be motorized weren't anymore. And we were the only ones there. It felt like we found a a mini golf putt putt course during the apocalypse like during the uh, episode of the walking dead it was so much fun it was great and we just you know played the holes drank our drinks got done and then the owner came out and said hey man y'all y'all play that that other course over there go ahead and We're like, well hell why not and so we played another round and then we went back to refreshing our drinks and he didn't say even anything about that. It was just this like kind of unspoken thing. And we talked to him for a few minutes. I don't remember his name. And I he told me about the franchise, the way it used to be set up. And then the Sir Goonies company sold off all the franchises. And then there's just a few left in, in the country. And he just always kept the name. He's the sole owner there. And he was like, man, I mean, people need something to do. And until they won't let me open up, I'm going to continue opening the doors and hoping people – can you know find something to to pass the time told him about I was up here from Chattanooga, and he's like oh man y'all Sargunies is so good down there and I was like yeah I never really thought of it that way but uh it, you know I, I guess it is but you know I thanked him so much for letting us hang out and he said you know what you guys just play all day long as long as it's not up against closing time y'all feel free to just spend the whole afternoon here He said, uh, you know, we make some pizzas and hot dogs, you know, kind of carnival food, picnic-style food. But he's like, yeah, we're making some pizzas. We got some soft drinks. If you need anything, just let us know. But, yeah, you know, just make yourself home, spend the day if you like. whole time we got a drink in our hand in Yeti's, and he's, you know, I'm staring at a sign behind us, no outside food and drink. It was just one of these, none of the rules really matter. We showed up. We paid what the admission was. Voluntarily threw a few extra bucks on top of it. And dude just said, man, y'all make yourself at home. Now, clearly I had to get home soon and we weren't going to stay there all day. That wasn't the point. It was just the hospitality of it. It was just somebody being nice to somebody that made a couple of people who they never in a million years would have thought they would ever met. Feels absolutely fantastic. It was my brother's birthday. We're both bummed. We're both, you know, not being able to celebrate the way we would like to. We're both not being able to do the things we want to do at this time of year, but this little tiny, you know, small act of kindness went so far and made us feel so good. We had such a great afternoon for three-ish hours, you know, sipping on a gin and tonic. I think he had a White Claw or whatever in the the Yetis and putt-putting around on this this old Sir Goonie. golf golf course and it just made me think that man there are still acts of kindness out there and when you do something for somebody and you know that it makes them feel good that is uh that really is nice it's pretty awesome it's pretty fun and when you do it and it's kind of serendipitous and you didn't realize it that makes it that much better for the person who experienced it. You might not ever actually know, right? Because if it's serendipity to them, you might not know. But it's that much more gratifying and satisfying. And at a time of, our, of of where we're at right now, where there's very little to be overly excited or gratified about, that was an incredible afternoon. And it was mainly because of people being kind to each other People being nice to each other. All right, that's it. Long show, I think. I haven't uh, pieced it all together from segment to segment, but as always, longer than I had initially planned. If you uh, don't mind, even if you don't, plan on listening to The Project 423. If you would subscribe and like and any kind of uh, interaction online, I'd appreciate that. If you don't want to do it and you don't feel like it, I get that too. I wouldn't do it for you probably, <laughs> so it's all good. And uh, we'll continue doing this Into the future, uh, a quasi-weekly show. And uh, that is all. Y'all stay safe. Wash your hands, uh, you motherfuckers. And uh, there you go. See you later. Bye.